Hello, hello, and welcome to the Gardner Carney Leadership Institute podcast. The GCLI has developed a pedagogy of leadership which combines brain science, leadership studies, cultural competency, and developmental psychology. Its mission is to teach teachers to teach leadership to students. This is your go-to podcast for discussions, tips, and stories for leadership and leadership education. And I am your host, Catherine Birdie, but please call me Birdie. Our world is in dire need of people just like you, people who are committed to building communities of leaders, young and old. So let's get busy leading the next generation of leaders, and thank you for joining us. Hello, 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 GCLI, Birdie here. I am recording from the Fountain Valley School the day after the 2023 Leadership Lab, and I'm sitting here with the incomparable Mike Pardee. We are downloading and are excited to share some of our reflections on this year's lab. So, hi, Mike. Good morning. Good morning. Good to see you. Let's see. Let's start with your role this year. So, actually, I think it's been for the last four years I've been serving as researcher, um, which means the summarizer and synthesizer of the participants' feedback on the week-long survey at the end of the lab. And um, I don't have the numbers in front of me right now, but in the, 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 we did not do a, a big report in 2020, the, the COVID virtual year, but um, in, 19, in 2019, 2021 and 2022, we've gotten responses from between 40 and 58 people um, for uh, us to pour over and crunch numbers and um, create uh, identify Likert scale averages. And um, I like words, so I like to quote verbatim participants' feedback. So the reports have been sort of voluminous. I'm talking about in the 50 to 60 page range. They're really comprehensive. But um, I've been able to ask the faculty, do you care? Do you read them? Do you read every dang comment? Because I try to also provide some summaries and highlights so people can skim the report. But most of the faculty that I asked this year said, no, we like to see all the idiosyncratic words and observations that different participants have. It's really rich information. And what do we do with it? We use it to improve the experience. And... um, I can tell you, in only the four years that I've been doing it, the lab is getting more tightly organized, better paced. Um, I I should just say, I've only glanced at the uh, results of this year, this morning, really quickly. Um, I think our weakest point right now is the way 360 feedback forms and mechanics work. And that's... that's, um, that's a growing edge of ours. Yeah. And, and, and participants um, are requesting some tweaks. And we've even had a participant here who's volunteered to help make that process more steam, streamlined, efficient, effective. So um, we're, we're starting to get into fine-tuning uh, uh, improvements um, as opposed to way earlier on sometimes we were doing sort of massive... Uh, refinements or revisions and now they're just more little tweaks and uh it's it's gratifying work if if i can admit 
and and it, and it is a bit of a balcony role, but um, one can't help but read participants' comments and not feel on the dance floor with all the emotions and so forth. And in my quick first read through this morning, some tears came when I realized how deeply participants were touched by certain specific things that happened to them, and um, they were able to write about them in, in the in the year-end survey. It really is remarkable, and it's how I mean it really. It really is there is a distinction between this leadership lab and other prof- forms of professional development. It's it's not a seminar, it's not a workshop, it's not a conference. It is in a lab in that way. And I think even as I watch the participants come in on the first day and then leave, through the feedback, each and every participant is able to leave their own thumbprint on. The lab and it just continues to get better and better and better and i wish i had it in front of me right now i don't but but um one participant this year and one participant last year said something very similar to what you just said which is i've been to many professional development events but none has been quite so experiential and transformative and deeply impactful as this one there is something different that happens here and it's about the trajectory and the arc of the week and the pacing and the progression and how it's how and 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 at least four people use the word intentional mm-hmm. how intentional it is and the reason it's gotten as effective as it has in being intentional is because participants have given us feedback about the impact of our intentions and so now we are um, able better to uh, address impact and not just um, rely on our noble intentions to have a, a great lab. Yeah, yeah. And then let's talk for a second about, you know, these are teachers and administrators, people in schools who've had hard, hard years and yes. have hard, hard jobs. Yes. They come into this this experience and, and then they, we hopefully have armed them to take some of it back in a way that is intentional for their own school environment. Mm-hmm. Um, in the glances, the glances at the surveys, how are they planning to do that? Well, um, I did not d- uh, drill as deep on the implementation plan questions this morning okay. as I will ultimately. Um, obviously, the implementation plan is the place in the lab where that happens. Um, there was an interesting sub-theme this year that I hadn't seen quite so much before, which was requesting more time for participants and lab group facilitators during the last day or day and a half. And again, that's an anecdotal quick first impression. It might not hold up, but it, it, it struck me in a way and with a volume that I hadn't seen before. So that might be another thing that we tweak in the future. I actually think that we have the skills and talent and knowledge on our faculty to fill up the whole thing uh, creatively and effectively. And I think we might be getting to the point where bringing in outside guest speakers, headliners, is not the best use of our time because the participants want just to do more of what we're already doing. Yeah. And and with the arc of the week, we truly do turn the learning over to the mm-hmm. participants. Mm-hmm. And in that way, I, I as a teacher, know how important that is for me to do as a teacher mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. give the learning mm-hmm. and the responsibility mm-hmm. for that learning over to the students. Mm-hmm. So 
it's just, I mean, it really is amazing. So real quickly, this is the first year you were actually doing the research and you were here in person to contextualize that. It's actually the second. The second. Because I was here in 2019. As the researcher. Yes. Okay. Okay. How, what, I know we've, let's talk real quickly just for those who may not know. What is, what is the balcony dance floor metaphor? Yeah. Yeah. So, well, oh, um, it's the, the Heifetzian concept of the best leaders have binocular vision, which is the ability to see the functionality of the group from the balcony, from above, from a meta perspective, but also to tap into the emotions and dreck and mess that's also happening on the dance floor. And um, I should say that one of the reasons that I've so enjoyed being back here this year is um, for the researcher role in 21 and 22, I was only on the balcony. I had no direct personal, emotional uh, observations. I couldn't feel the vibe. I was trying to infer the vibe from the comments that people wrote. So I was only on the balcony for those two years. In 2019 and this year, I was on the dance floor too. And um, another thing that really struck me immediately about this group is how many of the participants volunteered to give their name. Um, Again, I need to crunch the numbers, but I think that uh, the surveys that I looked at, there were about 36 in the can, and I think 29 people identified themselves by name. Um, One of the things I think that shows is that the culture of feedback and the feeling of creating a brave space and a holding environment is increasing and improving. So people are willing to give their feedback, positive or negative, own it, and understand how it works. Um, So I hope that I never have to be on the balcony alone doing the research, just reading the the surveys and the comments again. Um, I mean, I guess that remains to be seen, but uh, um, I think that if one is just on the balcony, it's a semi-impoverished vision. And of course, I think the best leaders, and I would would call out Jeremy LaCase as a person who I think really adeptly occupies both places at once. Absolutely. I called him a Picasso once and mm-hmm. I'll, I mm-hmm. think it's just, it's, it's, it is an art form mm-hmm. that he has mastered. Mm-hmm. Backing up the day these participants arrive to the day they leave. Um, it, there are, we had 46 unique individuals mm-hmm. and then at the end we ultimately created one group of mm-hmm. Individuals with different experiences, different ideas, different situations, but focused on one mission, Mm -hmm. and that is to teach students Mm -hmm. how to lead. Mm -hmm. And for me, that for me, I just there's so much hope in that. Mm -hmm. People from all over the country Mm -hmm. coming together to talk about one thing, Mm -hmm. and if they take even a little bit of the spirit of their experiences back, I think it is truly transformative. Mm-hmm. And that's also where the extension groups come in. Yeah. Um, because I, I read enough um, of the surveys to understand that um, many of the participants said very nice things about faculty. They also said extraordinarily affirming and positive things about each other. Comments like, I wish my school were like this. I want to stay connected with these people, and the extension groups is one of the ways that GCLI accomplishes that over the course of the year. And I know that one of your scholars this year, 
your relationship was deepened and strengthened by the fact that not only was he in your lab group, but he was in your extension group all year. And so um, to, to, to team up in a dialectical, dialogical way with a, with a colleague like that, the way you two did this year was really cool. And I don't think it would have been possible without the depth of the connections you've had over the course of the whole entire year. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, and, and that takes us to the I mean, Jeremy said it, I've said it, you've said it. It really is more of a family, mm-hmm. and it just grows each mm-hmm. year with mm-hmm. every graduate and participant. And it sounds, I mean, it does. It, it's, it's, it is hard, hard work. It's messy work. It's people willing to hop in the mess and mm-hmm. play, with, play with the emotions and the different qualities that everyone brings. But in the end, it just makes me feel like, that there's a true heartbeat in mm-hmm. this world that mm-hmm. can be in the in students mm-hmm. will be transformed mm-hmm. and as a virtue as by virtue of that the world will be a mm-hmm. better place so it's good work and i am so honored to lock arms with you and the rest of the faculty and yeah. scholars and now new graduates of the GCLI yeah it's awesome it is awesome indeed well godspeed to everybody and um, i will see you when we get the podcast going back from zoom land. Cool. All right. Thank you, Bertie. Thank you, Mike. Thank y'all for joining us today and we'll see you in two weeks time. Until then visit us at gcliadership.org and follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. You'll find all of our links at the bottom of our podcast. And until then lead on.